Welcome back to the Far Out Wisdom Podcast. I think this is the third episode of Drunk Philosophy. So I'm not drinking at the moment. So uh, it's me on marijuana at the moment. Uh, I found it laying about because if you guys don't know this, uh, Jeremy uh, is a pothead. And uh, we have to, I have to remind you guys that uh, I don't normally smoke marijuana or, or drink beer. So I'm really lightweight in comparison to majority of the people that I've come across that do this drinking and smoking weed constantly. So the baby is asleep. And uh, to, in, in the third episode of Drunk Philosophy... Oh man, I'm so fucking high right now. In the third episode of Drunk Philosophy, we're going to be talking about levels of consciousness. Now, I never I never knew that existed. All I know is that I'm awake and that I know when I'm hungry, I know when I'm angry, um I know when I need to take a fucking shit. You know, things like that. And it's not ladylike for me to say that, but I'm just saying that, uh, yeah, your girlfriend and your wife do poop, okay? So anyways, and um, <clears throat> came across a video and uh, I was talking to BJ, who's going to be on this podcast, and he is from The Daily Discussion. You guys can go check that out. And he talked about levels of consciousness. And this dude is dank as fuck because for being a young person, he's very educated uh, more than me. I think the other day we were we were having a conversation on Facebook, and he this motherfucker said he owns two thousand books. I don't even think he's lying. I don't. If he would have told me that, hey, I read all two thousand books, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even deny it. I I, I because if you guys. I'm going to have him on, have him on, and I believe I'm going to put him either on Drunk Philosophy. I'm not really sure. I think I'm going to have him and Connor on Drunk Philosophy. So Connor is the main host of the Daily Discussion. So they're, they're both with each other. And uh, who knows? You know, the, we're, we're going to try to do Drunk Philosophy and try to, you know, have a conversation just like you're going to hear me at the moment where I'm going to go like up and down, up and down because the weed is hitting me right now. So... Anyways, he brought up the conversation about the levels of consciousness. No, I did. And then he said, yeah, you know, we have levels of consciousness. So I'm going to do a little bit of research with you guys. And uh, before I begin this conversation, uh, make sure to, I'm sorry, discussion. I keep saying conversation. Before I begin this discussion on the levels of consciousness, uh, you guys could PayPal and Venmo any amount you guys wish. Um you guys could, could become a Patreon mem member for $5. Uh, anything that you guys, you know, contribute to this podcast, I'm able to upgrade my equipment. I'm able to move from my shitty job and do this full time because it's going to be a really awesome job to like smoke weed, get drunk and just record myself podcasting. And you guys just hear my uh, myself depleting. So I'm going to move my head a little bit to the side. Okay, so came across this article it's the uh from the voice of courage and hope um i believe it's a magazine yeah let me i'm looking at it right now and they have an awesome picture on the uh so it's a publication of the soka gake 
Gakai International USA, but I, I, I'm just doing a little bit of research and I pretty much just jumped on this. I didn't really have anything planned. So um, the concept of, of the nine levels of consciousness. So it's study made easy. I don't think so. So, but we'll, we'll jump into that. Um, so the, the, basically the article is talking about consciousness and I don't know why I did not look up the word consciousness and, uh, fucking Jamie, I need a Jamie. Okay. So if we are going to define consciousness, it's basically the state of being awake and aware of one's surrounding. Um, the awareness of or perception of something by a person or an individual. Uh, the fact of awareness by the mind itself and the world. That's consciousness. Um, I, I, I didn't really expect any more of that, but uh, apparently there's levels of consciousness. And according to this article, there's nine of them. So I'm going to read uh, this article from the World Tribune. It said, everyone can be absolutely happy. This is a core message of the Korean, I think I pronounced that correctly, Nicarin Buddhism. What blocks us from achieving such happiness, however, is our conscious or unconscious attachments to lesser self based on self-centered delusions of who we are and environmental factors that could cloud our perception and lead us away from our greater self, or what we call Buddhahood. Buddhahood. SGI President Akita explained, the whole of Buddhist philosophy censors on the idea of breaking out of the prison of the lesser self to reveal the infinitely expanded truth self. The nine consciousness concept was developed to achieve this goal. And I think this is the, um, it's from the book Unlocking the Mysteries of Birth and Death uh, from page 157. The Buddhist concept of the nine consciousness provide a theoretical framework for describing how we bring forth this infinitely expanded true self. Consciousness in the Buddhist context is a translation of the Sanskrit word vijana. Vijana. I think that's what it's saying. V, you know, you can't read when you're, you're high on weed right now. So vijana which points to our ability of discernment, comprehension, or perception. It refers not only to the awareness awareness we have in a waking state, but also to a capacity or energy that functions in our lives, whether or not we are aware of it. Of the nine levels of consciousness, the first five compromise the five senses of sight, hearing, smell, taste, and touch. The six integrates the sensory input from the five senses into coherent images and makes judgment about the external world. Together, these six constitute the conscious mind. The remaining three levels of deeper consciousness strongly impact these first six levels and how we perceive information and interpret it. So when they're talking about the five compromise of sight, hearing, smell, and taste, uh, and then um, the sensory input from the five senses. so. Pretty much the sixth sense is us putting all the information that we touch from our, uh, when we see something, when we hear something, when we smell something, when we taste something or touch, um, our brain pretty much programmed that information, not programmed, but um, 
process that information to what we see. I'm assuming this is what I think that's what they're trying to say. And that's our sixth sense where we try to understand something and put an image in our consciousness to, I guess, tell us tell the world what we will tell us what we think the world is reality is i think that's what they're trying to say the six senses and then the seventh consciousness is the intuitive realm where self-identity and the ability to distinguish oneself from others reside it closely resembles the western idea of the ego through though a necessary aspect of our identity Becoming controlled by this consciousness could give us rise to arrogance or insecurity. Oh, the seven consciousness, that seems to be really high on my end. So talking about self-identity, um, I'm a person who have a lot of, not, no, well, my individualism, like when I really think about myself, what I've been through um, since I was a little kid, I always have like issues with my identity, not the fact that I'm ashamed of who I am, but the fact that, um, this is where the, the debate of, you know, this detachment or cutting the cord from your roots, I guess. So I'm very open about my family being from uh, Cambodia. So, I have this not not identity crisis per se, but I have this kind of existential crisis of of who I am, and um, you know br- breaking away from from that uh, from that sense of identity. And I think this is why a lot of people kind of you know when it comes to the self, they get really defensive when somebody challenge the self or once or another's existence or being or identity. And that's where a lot of people become defensive because I feel like that's, that's what makes who we are. Right. And the seventh consciousness, it talks about, you know, you, you start to know who you are and your ego and your arrogance and your not arrogance per se, but a part of your personality that completes you as an individual. So the seventh consciousness, by reading it, it's more like uh, our ego or our oppositions of, of oneself. So the eighth level of consciousness is the Alala consciousness or Alaya. In Sanskrit, means respiratory or residence. All the Latin causes, latent causes and effects from one's thought, worth, and deeds through time accumulate what is considered a karmic storehouse. Huh. I see. So anything that you think or do, I think this is what it's trying to say, and I'm trying to summarize it. So anything that you do, it kind of residue of yourself into other beings or existence. I think that's what it means. And this is why we, I'm going to have an, an interesting conversation about the quantum immortality. And that's going to be an interesting episode, guys. So I'm doing a little bit of research on that because I have no fucking idea what I'm talking about when it comes to quantum mechanics. So anyways, uh, I think that's what they mean. The eighth level of consciousness. The idea of a storehouse may conjure an image of a structure where things can be placed, but it refers to the current karmic energy itself. The eight consciousness transcends the boundaries of the individual and interacts with the karmic energies of other, merging with the latent karmic, a karmic energy of one's family, ethnic group, and humankind, and even with that of an animal and plants. 
This explains how one person's inner transformation or human revolution can change the destiny of a family, society, or humanity. Ooh, that is up to debate about destiny. So I think what they're saying is that this is kind of a Buddhist sense that I was raised that you treat other people that you the way you want to be treated. Uh, just like the Christianity sense where you you treat people the way that you want to be treated. And so um, I think that's what the, the, the article is trying to say is that um, anything that you do, anything you do in the now is going to kind of move you to, I guess, into like a different and uh, this is the fucking weed kicking, but like a different dimension or a different, um, a different uh, uh, time, I guess. I think that's what I'm trying to say. A different time and place for things. And so um, the, the karma energy that you, for a family or for, uh, this is where my mom, I never really get what my mom was trying to say when she said to me, she's like, you know what? Anything that you do, it's going to bring it to the next life. I think that's what it's saying. So anything that you do today, it's more like it's going to be like a destiny or what's going to happen to you in the, like the future uh, where it will um, affect your family, society and humanity as whole. So I'm assuming they're they're saying that, you know, like the entire universe is more like a karmic energy of each individual in existence today. So. The first level of consciousness will decline over time and seize upon death, but the eighth persists internally, carrying it with it the nature of one's being throughout the cycle of birth and death. I just said that. The traditional Buddhist view holds that in order to transform one's karmic destiny and attain enlightenment, it will take countless lifetime of countering every past and bad cause with a good cause, while no new bad causes are made, nearly impossible feat. Uh, let's see. In contrast, uh, Nikarin, uh, Dao Xinin, Dao Xin. Oh my God. This is where I fell Spanish class. Nicker, Nickerin, Nickerin, Dao Xinin. I'm going to put this in the description below. So if you guys can pronounce this, I have no idea. Taught that we can fundamentally transform our karma in this lifetime by tapping into the ninth level of consciousness. This is the Amala consciousness or Amala meaning pure or stainless synonym with our Buddha nature. It is the deeper inner realm that is, as President Akita described, pure life force, the power to live, is the greatest self that works for the happiness of all. Just as the sun outshines the stars and moon when it rises, when we bring forth the state of Buddhahood from within rather than suffer from each past offense we committed, we find the courage, wisdom, and compassion to create value from every situation that we face. President Akita further explains, uh, Nikarin give con concrete expression that Amala consciousness, the fundamental reality of life in Nam Moo Renikyo, he thereby opened a path through which all people can reveal Buddhahood, drawing forth their Latin greatest self, and concluded that chanting Namo Mio Renikyo. I think I've heard this before. I used to have a coworker that that wrote something like this for me. For, for me to chant uh, when I was having a lot of anxiety issues. And he wrote this for me. Some, something like a Buddhist chant. And it really helped a lot. Um, and you guys uh, could come across it on Facebook. Uh, Facebook, I'm sorry. Um, 
YouTube where there's a lot of a lot of Buddhist uh, edit part here. A lot of Buddhists they they do chanting and it's really relaxing. I'm, I, I guess I'm gonna listen to this tonight. I mean, I'm I'm high on marijuana, so I might as well just try something new. Um, allowing it to gush. Okay, so. Um, it's a way to so chanting is a way to open the Buddhahood inherit in our lives, allowing it to gush forth and purify our lives from the inside out. Um, I'm not, I'm gonna say it, Nick. That's I, I can't really pronounce it. Also, encourage us to base your mind on the ninth consciousness and carry out your practice in the sixth consciousness by engaging the sixth level of consciousness through our daily practice of uh, Gongyo and chanting Nam Myo Renji Kyo. Ren, Renge Kyo take part in the SGI activities, sharing Buddhism and contribute to the happiness of those around us. We can reveal the qualities of a Buddha. By typing into our ninth consciousness every day in this way, we can transform our lives on the most fundamental level, develop unwavering confidence as the face of obsolete and create supreme value. This is how each of us can realize that a life, a life state of absolute happiness so that was a really interesting article that i came across and um i heard about that from you know listening to like i said I'm, i was talking about bj and um there was a video that i shared on facebook where a person um so i have i remember i i when i was when i was really young and we were at a supermarket parking lot and i think my parents were at the supermarket to get some government cheese and if you guys don't know this government cheese are really disgusting but at the same time that you come across one that's really freaking delicious and we were sitting in the car and i'm right now i'm reliving that moment and i i heard a voice in my head and I thought to myself, okay, I can hear myself. And I tapped my sister, Renarin, and Renarin is my sister who I talk about a lot. She understands what I'm coming from right here. And I said, Renarin, I could, you know, hear myself speak in my mind. And she said, what do you mean? And I said, I can literally have a conversation in my brain and you guys cannot hear it. And she's like, you're crazy. I have no idea what you're talking about. You know, you must be hungry or something. I still remember it. So, and uh, we were sitting in the van. So we own a van, a 1988 Dodge van. And I'm sitting in the back thinking about this, about this and having the conversation in my mind. And um, I'm a reader. I read in my mind if that makes sense. Some people have to read out loud. Um, as you guys can hear, I can't read for the fucking life of me, you know, and, but I'm a better person reading in my mind. You know, I know that's kind of fucking freaky, but, uh, you know, I can read in my mind. I could, you know, I have uh, this thing senses where I could just like know things that before a person knows it, and um it's it's something that i wish that i didn't have but at the same time i shouldn't be ashamed of my level of consciousness i guess i'm on a level 6 or something like that but um i know that there's more to something than what meets the eye 
if that makes sense. Um, you don't have to be like on marijuana or anything like that to know what I'm talking about. Like you could just feel the energy of things. And this is why I'm so freaking exhausted all the time because I'm, I'm gaining a lot of the energy that's around me. And this is kind of common uh, not only for me, but my sister, where we just know things. And if you guys are aware of this, I do experience lucid dreaming. And I could see things, I could feel things, I could smell things. And sometimes it get really scary, especially when you're having a nightmare and you don't know what to do. You know, it feels like it's real. So, um, Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and I just grab Jeremy and I'm like, you know, I'm really freaked out. You know, did you see that? And he's like, you know, what are you talking about? And I go, did you see that? And he was like, you know, you're dreaming. So I never really have this, I guess, ability to lucid dream until I had my baby. And I think the pain kind of opened a portal in my life or my third eye because let me kind of explain what you guys to you guys what I'm feeling at the moment so I feel stuck at right now Con- when I'm talking about I'm talking about my conscious okay I'm not talking about in my life I'm talking about my brain and I feel like there there needs to be a fucking breakthrough and I just can't put my finger on it I can't I, I don't understand what what I need to do to break that level of consciousness so when I started the far out wisdom podcast I was really freaking excited that I'm going to learn like different things but the, the subjects that I'm talking about it's not feeding into that if that makes sense so like you see people you know record every single day like I don't have the ability to do that because you know I have a son and I live in a very small house And so my studio is in the corner of my room and then my son's in the other room and you can hear everything that he's doing. So, um, but when I'm talking about the consciousness of what I experience at the moment, like I hurt a lot more, like the pain that I used to experience, like I can handle a lot of stress when I was younger, but now that I'm a lot older, well, not older, but you know, in my twenties, you know, I start to feel like, you know, like a dread and, you know, some people can make the argument that it's depression. And I, you know, suffer from clinical depression. So that is um, something that I cannot um, help. I can ease it the best that I can. But, you know, when I start this podcast, it's for me to to kind of journal and um, show you guys my thinking process that happens to me every single day. And literally the moment that I get up every single day, I'm like, okay, what next? What hurt am I? Am I going to experience next? And like it's it's complicated and it could it could be you know (laughs) i remember jenner uh jenner was um he and i were talking the other day and he goes man um it was during the protests and everything that was happening around like the, the the riots and um we were planning to do the outrage machine which i am a frequent um not frequent but um I made my first appearance on podcasting was on Mindwave, the outreach machine. And Jenner, <laughs> he invited, invited a couple of people to come and, you know, have a conversation about defunding the police and things like that. And uh, I pulled out um, because, you know, talking about this stuff is, is it's, it's fun. I, I have fun talking about it, but you know, when it comes to like 
those theories and stuff like that. You had to get philosophical to kind of, you got to ease your way into it because when it comes to philosophy, you can't just jump right into it. You ha- you kind of have to like lubricate your brain for it to kind of like mind fuck you, if that makes sense. I mean, if you're not going to, if you're going to do anal sex without lube, you're going to fuck your ass up, right? And that's what's going to happen if you kind of don't ease your way into philosophy. And he was... Uh, Jenner was saying something, something I can't, I can't talk about stuff like this because I'm a fucking empath and I know what he's talking about. So maybe possibly me and Jenner are in the same level of consciousness. I think that makes sense. So that's why we kind of like get each other. So we feel each other's energy and, um, that's empath you know uh, it's kind of overplayed a little bit some people's like you know oh i'm an empath oh i'm an empath like a fucking dorky way if you're bragging that you're an empath you're not a fucking empath because it hurts okay you feel everything you see everything and you know it's just even sometimes the sunlight fucking hurts you and it could be you know you're sick it could be pretty much anything you know that uh that's going on. So I have my see every time I record, people hit me up. So, anyways, the thing is, is that I it possibly could be the fact that I'm a lot older. Um, I'm not that old, but like it possibly could be the fact that you know I'm just like really aware of my surroundings. Um, I'm aware of where 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 I am at, who I am, what I am. And it took me quite some time to kind of come to the acceptance of who my identity and like the, the, the confusing part about it is, it's like, you know, you're, I'm trying to understand where I'm coming from. And I, I really want to know if I'm at that part where I have upgraded my consciousness level. Maybe that's why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling and anything can make me cry nowadays <laughs> no but i don't show i'm very ferocious okay i'm still a bitch but my level of consciousness is really like high um n- i'm not saying that to be a fucking douche but not my level of my consciousness but my my level of intuition there you go change it because i'm not there yet so everything hurts everything is just really confusing and i never really took my parents teaching um into account when they said that you know we have we we live in a cycle of karmic energy and i remember my parents talking about this and if you guys don't know this my parents are actually very intelligent they have very feel they they, even though like they do a regular like job uh, they work at night guys cleaning laundry rooms okay and they make lots of money so anyways they they do that and my parents get into like this really deep philosophical debates and sometimes I hear them get really into it and it's really freaking fascinating when you hear what they're saying. And this is the, the, my, my mom is not religious. She's more of the Christian Western religion. Whereas my dad, it's more the Eastern religion. And like, um, it's seeing them kind of as like a yin and yang when it comes to philosophy together. This is why I have the yin and yang um, on my my uh, far out wisdom. It's because the fact that um, I, I the, the fusion of different ideas coming together and, you know, the 
ideas that are chaotic, ideas that are orderly coming together. And like I said, it, the black and white, it's totally overdue. Like, it's so cliche. So I put a rainbow, okay, of the yin and yang. So like a dark version of a pink or a dark version of a blue, a light version of, you know, gray and black and uh, uh dark purple and light purple for example so it, it comes together like different energies different uh ideas of chaos and order so that's why i use that particular yin and yang and it's it's one of the coolest thing that i have ever created so and uh anyways and that influenced me a lot tremendously and um, my mom don't drink but my dad does so when they get into like these really deep debates and things like that um, it's pretty interesting to watch. And I have been so fascinated with the the idea that opposites are necessary for 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 being. And this is you as a person where anything that you do within yourself or um this is the the ego you know a lot this is where when i see a lot of the kind of the quote-unquote sjw's they feel like they're the social justice warrior and they're going to bring everybody together and they're like the good person in this fight but majority of these people sometimes that i see you know when they're on videos and stuff like that they're fucking assholes it's like they hold this idea that they're the good person you know those persons are are some fake bitch made woke shit all right and like, they're not woke, okay? They pretend to be woke. They pretend to be, you know, I am a person who, you know, is open to ideas and stuff like that. And like, I know that they're not woke. I know for a fact that, and I, I'm not saying that I, I'm the person that will determine uh, wokeness, but when you use the definition of woke, you think of somebody who's enlightened. That's what it is. It's just to get a version of it. But um, to think about that, like you don't brag about it. And if you are an individual that, you know, is aware or self-aware, you know that they're more happier if that makes sense like any situation that they're in like they can be shit like shitting and fucking out in the open in poverty and shit and like happy <laughs> you know i'm not i'm not i'm talking about like third world countries i'm not, i'm not talking about the united states of america so um anyways and when i come across people that i believe reach that level of consciousness or the ninth level or enlightenment um how chill they are and you know after a while you kind of think to yourself or i think to myself you know like will i ever be happy you know and i think here in the states i think we have a false sense of happiness because of material things. And just like I said, it's objects that we put our emphasis on. And like this idea of like the hustle, you know, I'm going to hustle and bustle. I'm going to make some money. I'm going to, you know, make them make it rain on them hoes, you know, things like that. And it's not going to make anybody happy. I don't, I don't want the fucking hoes. I got bills to pay. All right. 
I would love to be in like a fucking strip bar with a bunch of stripper cops, but uh, not going to work in my end. But like when, when, we're, when we're talking about happiness, I think as a society or as human beings, we kind of um, have to kind of understand that when it comes to happiness is when you start to kind of loosen that ego a little bit, you become a little bit more happier. Stuff doesn't make you happy. Um, I'm not saying food doesn't make you happy because right at the moment I'm going to, after I record this guys, I'm going to have some delicious freaking egg sandwich. Okay. But like when it comes to like the consciousness or talking about what makes people happy, we have like a sense of differences when it comes to that. And like, I think when you reach that state of, you know, a sense of self and that anything that you worry about is not going to solve anything if you continue to worry about it in the present, that makes sense. <laughs> that, you know, it's not going to solve anything. And I think I'm, I'm beginning to reach that state a little bit. So, you know, right at the moment, I'm talking with Jeremy and we're going, we're going to move to Nevada. And I think we're going to move into the desert. And the reason why I want to move into the desert is because it's really relaxing. Time's a lot slower. And a lot of historical buildings is where we're going to be living at. And I remember feeling really depressed. And, you know, Jeremy was like, you know, it's going to be like a different um, place for you. And that you can, you know, podcast 24-7. I will pay for everything. And I would love to make, you know do this full-time podcast because it's so fucking fun guys you guys right now at the moment jeremy is out camping and the baby's asleep and i'm, I'm here smoking fucking marijuana with no pants on and <laughs> just sitting on my chair and just having a conversation with nobody and with my like five fans and like this is what i always wanted to do and like you know, going going to live in the desert is going to be like a new way for me to kind of, you know, get to know myself. And that's what I want to do. I want to get to know myself. I want to know if I'm able to commit horrendous crime or am I able to commit big compassion donations or um, and, and providing for other people. Like, I feel like that that within me, the the white wolf and the black wolves within me want to come out and and fucking devour people. And there are days sometimes I can't control myself. You know, I'm I'm I was born the year of the Leo, and I'm also a dragon, so I have like this love hate relationship within myself. And it's not because you know, of course, my dad put me down. You know, when I was growing up, but it's not that anymore. My dad's out of my life. The person that's putting me me down is myself. I feel like, you know. I'm not reaching that state of consciousness. And I think it's, I think I'm on level seven at the moment and like I'm stuck and uh, I'm not, I'm not really sure what, what's, what to do anymore because it's just like that maturity. Is it going to happen? And um, it, it's going to take some time. And I, I feel like sometimes I'm stuck. Uh, mentally and it's really complicated for me to continue I like this and sometimes I get really mad at myself sometimes I think to myself okay well what's going to happen am I going to be um, you know I don't want to be like the next Buddha okay that's not what I'm saying um, but I want to reach that state of where I'm very comfortable in my own skin does that make sense you know and uh, it, it's going to be a really interesting kind of journey that I'm going to have with this podcast because I, I'm, I'm, I'm being very open and vulnerable 
and uh, being myself. And um, it's going to be really awesome if I do kind of earn love and respect from my friends along the way. And if you guys don't know this, I do have a picture of a Buddha in front of me. Um, and you have to guys have to remember that Buddha did not want to be wor worshipped. Okay. So anyways, so I have dragons all over. I have a Buddha right there. I have a Buddha tree. And so I'm, I, I'm interested. I want to do this. I, I'm not, I'm not like those fucking fake ass, those freaking Karens and shit want to be namaste with like statues and shit that doesn't fucking like constitute who she is. And she's only doing it to get attention and some woke points and shit. No, I, I'm, I'm serious about this. And um, there's something more to life than it really is. So if you guys really enjoyed this, you know, podcast, remember to, you know, donate um, via PayPal or Venmo. Or you guys could be a $5 Patreon member. But uh, if you guys really enjoy and drunk philosophy, um, let me know in the comment section below what you guys want me to talk about next where I'm intoxicated um, under marijuana or weed. I mean, marijuana, see, I can't even talk straight, marijuana or beer. Um, and uh, if you guys enjoy free, free, free flow, mind, sex, drunk philosophy, and just like my, my overall conversation that I have on this Fire Out Wisdom podcast, make sure to donate or just comment and share. Uh, that helps a lot. So as always, guys, stay far out. Bye.